Some areas of our country are doing very well. Others are doing less well. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. From this evening, I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must stay at home. We can no longer, from today onwards, be proud. We can no longer sit back and remain silent on the senseless, unlawful killings, sly racism of another human being based only on what? Their skin colour. We are worried that um, the Chinese Communist Party make use of the evil law to further suppress Hong Kong people. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? Hi everyone and welcome to Where We Are with Nina Zoe Porter. Your breakdown of all the key events in the world from the past seven days all in one bite-sized podcast. For today's episode, here's what happened in the world this week. As we carry out this departure, we have made it clear to the Taliban, if they attack our personnel or disrupt our operation, the U.S. presence will be swift and the response will be swift and forceful. We will defend our people with devastating force if necessary. Thousands are desperately trying to flee Afghanistan after the Taliban has seized control of most of the country. Images have circulated of people scrambling to get on the flights out of the country, with even some trying to cling onto the wings of a departing plane. US President Joe Biden has told US citizens stuck in Afghanistan and allies who worked alongside American forces that we will get you home, but admitted he could not promise what the final outcome of the troop withdrawal would be. And he warned that lives may be lost in the evacuation effort. In a news conference at the White House, he admitted images of people desperately trying to flee the Taliban at the airport in Kabul were heartbreaking and gut-wrenching, but insisted he is, quote, focused on getting this job done. American troops cannot and should not be fighting in a war and dying in a war that Afghan forces are not willing to fight for themselves. He further added, it's time to end this war. Joe Biden said 13,000 people had been safely evacuated from Afghanistan since August the 14th, the day before Kabul fell to the Taliban, but added that the mission was dangerous and every resource necessary would be mobilised, with nearly 6,000 troops currently on the ground. And next. This is a vaccine which is based on the DNA platform. It's a new vaccine. It's a, a new method that is there, and it's an uh, indigenous method that has been uh, there in India. And it's the first vaccine of DNA uh, platform which has got the approval. We have seen the mRNA vaccine getting approval, the uh, viral vector method vaccine getting approval. So here, uh, in India, the second indigenous vaccine gets the approval, the regulatory nod from uh, the regulator. India's drug regulator has approved the world's first DNA vaccine against COVID-19 for emergency use. The three-dose Zykov-D vaccine prevented symptomatic disease in 66% of those vaccinated, according to an interim study quoted by the vaccine maker Cadilla Healthcare. 
The firm plans to make up to 120 million doses of India's second homegrown vaccine every year. Previous DNA vaccines have worked well in animals, but not humans. India has so far given more than 570 million doses of three previously approved vaccines, Covishield, Covaxin and Sputnik V. About 13% of adults in India have been fully vaccinated and 47% have received at least one shot since the beginning of India's drive in January. Like other vaccines, a DNA vaccine, once administered, teaches the body's immune system to fight the real virus. Zykov D uses plasmids, or small rings of DNA, that contain genetic information to deliver the jab between two layers of the skin. The plasmids carry information to the cells to make the spike protein, which the virus uses to latch on and enter human cells. What is unique about this vaccine that it's the first to be trialled among adolescents too. Yes, for the age groups of uh, 12 to 18, Gridhima, uh, the company says that the trials have shown some promising results as far as children, as far as adolescents are concerned. Uh, in fact, the company also plans on conducting trials for the children of the age groups of 5 to 12. Uh, now, having said that, like you mentioned, it is definitely a big deal considering uh, if uh, the drug controller generally thing they are. Most COVID-19 vaccines work by giving the body instructions to make a fragment of the spike protein so it can trigger a person's immune system to produce antibodies and teach itself to fight off the virus. There are a number of DNA vaccines approved in the US, for example, for use in animals including a vaccine for a disease in horses and a skin cancer vaccine for dogs. However, this is the world's first human DNA vaccine against COVID-19. However, more than 160 different DNA vaccines are being tested in human clinical trials in the US. Most are devoted to treating existing cancers and a third of the vaccines were for treating HIV. Zykov D is also India's first needle-free COVID-19 jab. It is administered with a disposable needle-free injector, which uses a narrow stream of the fluid to penetrate the skin and deliver the jab to a proper tissue. And finally... At least 2,189 people have been killed in Haiti after a powerful earthquake hit. Although help is trickling in, struggling people say they need it more quickly. Haiti is the poorest country in the Americas and is in urgent need of medical, food and sanitation assistance, experts say. Since the 7.2 magnitude earthquake hit the island on Saturday, the US military has transported at least 200 severely injured people to hospital. Doctors are struggling to treat the more than 12,200 people who have been injured. Hundreds are still missing and presumed trapped under the rubble. Rescue crews are still digging through rubble in a search for survivors as the stench of death fills the air. Around 53,000 homes were completely destroyed in the quake, with about 77,000 more damaged. Despite rainy conditions, many people have been sleeping outside, 
due to fears that aftershocks could cause more buildings to collapse. One earthquake victim said, People don't get any help. We have nothing here. We are abandoned and that they are asking for aid for all the people. Rescue workers had to contend with armed gangs who attacked aid convoys. The UN Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs said on Tuesday that following negotiations, the gangs had agreed to let aid through. The earthquake compounds problems facing the impoverished nation, which is already reeling from a political crisis following the assassination of its president last month. So, you're all caught up. That's where we are in the world this week. Be sure to listen next week to stay up to date on the latest news around the world. Search Where We Are with Nina Porter on all podcast platforms and subscribe today to get new episodes first. <laughs>